Welcome to the Crucible, everybody. This is episode nine. I'm your host, Tiny Grimes. As always, I'm joined by Neil, the real deal. Uh, Mike is back. He seems to be a little more available, so we may hear a little bit from him here or there as well. Uh, remember, you can always support the show on Patreon. Thanks so much to everyone who has supported me and supports any shows. Everyone who does that is amazing. And Neil... Uh, yes, I got some, I got some of my own decks, Neil, and I'm feeling mighty good about it. How about yourself? I am also super excited. Just this afternoon, I swung by a store that was doing a bunch of pre-release stuff and got two of my very own physical, real Keyforge decks. Yeah, it uh, it feels really good. I got to say, like I've never felt so good playing with a mediocre deck than I have right now. Like, you know how I am, right? I'm like, tier one or bust. This is the first time mm -hmm. where I've ever been like, this deck looks subpar. This should be fun. Yeah. So It's yeah. been a lot of fun uh, sort of discovering what these decks are like. And, you know, it's the, the game isn't even fully released yet, so take everything with a grain of salt because... I'm sure that people are going to uh, be figuring out what really is Tier 1 long, long from now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what people make of it. So yeah, uh, one of the things with the game, of course, is Tier 1 decks. Do we even want to have Tier 1 decks? I don't think we have a choice there, right, Neil? I mean, a lot of people who play this are kind of hoping, like, let's just keep it casual. We don't need to talk about Tiers. Tiers are going to happen, right? It feels inevitable. Every other card game I've ever seen or played inevitably has tiers. But this is a unique game in all the different ways. So I bet the tiers will work somewhat differently. And uh, we'll just have to see. Okay, I think that's fair. I think as we get to the OP video that they released, well, I feel like they're pushing us more into tiers, but... I, for myself currently, am not thinking that way. Instead, um, I released the first video in a series I'm going to do where I've just torn apart my decks and looked at them and evaluated, like, what am I looking for in the deck? What And looking really for what is going to help each deck win, which I think is really fun. So I have, like, this file I've started where I can pull out a deck and just on the fly be like, oh, right, this was my have to have creatures on the board and fight deck. Okay, cool. This is my get ahead and reap deck. And I think it's going to be really fun to have all these different decks with slightly different win conditions. Yeah, I I think that that sounds like a really good exercise if you're serious about becoming good with your decks to, to take them apart card by card and figure out your win condition and your tech cards and what you sort of deconstructing the deck building that the algorithm did um, yeah. as though you were building the deck for the first time. It's not something that I've gotten around to doing yet and probably won't for a little while because I enjoy the just slinging cards nature of Keyforge, but once the tournaments start going, I think that that's something that uh, it would be wise to invest some time in. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun to do it just with the, with the five decks I have now. I only did it with four of them knowing that I have 17 on the way, and once Oof. that happens, I probably won't do that for those 17. So I thought, why yeah. not? Well, I have a limited supply here. Go ahead and, 
and really kind of push myself to understand decks better, especially if we're going to get an Archon card and just be able to look at it of our opponents. It's a really good skill to have, to be able to just look at a card and go, boom, here's what makes that person's deck tick. Cool, let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about pre-releases first before we move on. Um, so John and I began the day going to the Game Hub, which is in Manhattan Beach. We picked up uh, a deck each there. My deck uh, was is still unopened, in fact, Neil. It was a Mars deck, and I was like, this does not look <laughs> super intriguing to me. So so you opened the the deck, yeah. the box, yeah. to see what it was, but then you didn't tear the foil off and, and play it. Yep, I figured I'll do that later in the day. I was about to do it, but, but John and I were talking. Also, it felt rude to be like, John, you drive. I'm going to have fun looking at my deck. So <laughs> I didn't do That's that. I was, I was the big man. I put it back in the box. Um, we drove out to the realm where we, had, we were going to meet up with the whole gang. So we get out there. We were able to get two decks there. So that was awesome. Um, we got some pins. So we were each up to three pins now. So we're on our way. And then we hung out, you know, with with all the guys, uh, Andrew, Tyler, Ben, Chris, uh, John, the other John, uh, the other John. I don't, I don't know if people want me to use their last names, but all the Johns were there. Uh, and we, we really had uh, a lot of fun. I got a lot of games of Keyforge in it. And it seemed like everyone had a great time. I kind of went up and interviewed everyone afterwards. And it, it ranged from, like, this was fun to this was really fun. So that was, that was really promising. Yeah, that sounds really great. I really wish I could have been there, but I was unfortunately on vacation out of town. Mm. Um, so I had my own sort of mini pre-release today where I drove down, picked up two decks, and then met up with our friend Tyler, who you just mentioned. Uh, he happened to be working super close to my apartment, so he just mm. swung by, and we got in five games of Keyforge with my two new neck, my wow. two new decks, and his uh, two decks that he had gotten uh, over the weekend. How long did that take you? Oh, maybe three hours. Okay, that seems about right. I was really hoping you were going to be like hour and a half, and I was going to be astounded. No, oh no. Especially one of his decks is very controlly. One of mine is a little bit controlly. So, uh, yeah, they were they were good close games though. That's cool. It was an interesting pre-release for us because nobody had a good deck, but tons of people had decent decks. I say nobody had a good deck except Tyler. So Tyler has a very good deck. Um, and that made for a really interesting day as he just stomped everyone who played him. And then I talked to people after they were done playing him. And, and they are like, yeah, that wasn't fun at all. His deck is really good. And then I talked to Tyler. And Tyler was like, yeah, it was a really close game. And then the other people were like, no, it was not. I don't know why he's saying that. So it was interesting. Uh, I take it you played against his Shadows deck? Yeah, I played it three times, and right. every single time I was, like, one turn off from winning. Hmm, okay. And was he playing with chains or no? No. Interesting. Okay. And what, what is uh, the factions of your decks, then? Sure. So I have two decks. I have uh, Gopple, the Jeweler of Dinpoint. Okay. 
quite a mouthful. I'm going to say uh, that... not one of the best names I've heard, but okay, go ahead. No, it's it's fine. I think it's kind of fun that it's a, a jeweler who's yeah. going fighting people, but uh, that deck is Brobnar, Logos, and Sanctum. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a bit more of a sort of get guys on the board and um, control it. And then my other one is Scientist Athos Phenius, mm. which is Logos, Sanctum, and Untamed. Interesting. In my that one has some more control elements and uh, seems maybe a little more competitive. Does it have any really amazing things? You said it had Untamed. Does it have, like, two hunting witches or anything like that? It has one hunting witch, but it has a lot of other good control cards, especially in the Untamed package, because mm. it has the combination of cooperative hunting and, uh, what is it, save the pack? Mm. Wow, So that cooperative nice. hunting lets you put one damage on a bunch of things, and then save the pack destroys everything with a damage on it. Yeah, that's real powerful. Nice. Yeah, so it has a few nice tricks like that. Okay. And then um, does it have uh, library access? It does have one library access. Okay. And does your other Logos deck have library access? It does not. Okay. Yeah, it's... um, I feel like just library access kind of jumps it up. Did you get... Or did Tyler get any of those really explosive library accesses that I had talked about and you had sort of been hesitant to to acknowledge? No, I think the biggest we saw was about maybe three cards. I think he maybe got three cards once. Otherwise, it was usually around one or two. Okay. Um, I mean, three cards isn't nothing. Three cards is pretty pretty great, but... Nah, um, it's not that great nothing... in this game. There's nothing too crazy today between our library accesses. Okay. The, the reason I don't think three is that great in this is because if you're just drawing three and they're not cards you're able to play, then it actually is doing nothing, right? Because you, you would have right. just drawn those up anyway. It's only impactful when you start getting into, you know, the, I don't know, five or so where you're really chaining off of the deck. That's when it's mm-hmm. crazy. Okay. Interesting. The things that the the thing that I noticed that was really interesting about my first deck, the jeweler, is that it only has two rare cards in it. Actually, both mm. my decks only have one or two. Uh, both only have two rare cards. The two rare cards in my jeweler deck are take that smarty pants and be gone. Two cards that only target very specific factions. Mm. which was very interesting to try and play with because uh, uh, against one of Tyler's decks, they were both uh, completely dead cards, and against his uh, super strong deck, they were both pretty great cards because he played both of those factions. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, those uh, hyper-specific cards are (laughs) definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, how did your decks do then? So you said you played five games. Uh, let's see, three and two, uh, you? I, I actually only won one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much all of the games were super close with me being 
just like a turn behind usually. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, we had an interesting... <laughs> this is probably going to sound really bad, and I probably shouldn't bring this up. But I'm going to anyway, darn it, because the truth must come out. Um, Tyler and I had an interesting moment at the store where he... Uh, He's like, you want to play? And I said, yeah, definitely. I got out one of my kind of cruddy decks that I got and was fine with that. And then he pulls out his Shadows, Logos, Disc deck with Library Access and Bait and Switch. And I'm like, uh... So Tyler, I've played those kind of decks a lot online. That is a very strong deck and mine is not. Uh, like, Like the rule book says, would you mind putting some chains on that? And he was like, yeah, I would mind. I'm not putting any chains on it. I was like, uh, okay. The rule book also suggests we could bid chains to see who plays with your deck. And his response was basically, dude, this is my deck. Shut your face. I'm playing with it. So we, we were at an interesting impasse that I think the rule book really sets up in a problematic way, right? That, yeah, it says you could just agree to put chains on the decks, but the people have to agree to that, Neil. Yeah. That's one of that's one of the things I love the most about board games and card games is that it's a sort of magic circle where everyone agrees to the same rules for the set of time that you're playing the game. But in that case, it's a big problem because everyone has to agree to the set of rules for you to play <laughs> right. the game. Usually the game supplies the rules. Like I've never bought a board game that was just pieces and then it was like, now do some cool stuff with the pieces. Let's know how it went. Like that just yeah. It seems weird to me, um, and I don't, I don't know what to say about it, right? Because I, I totally got Tyler's perspective, right? Like, okay, I played this deck like twice. It has whooped both people, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's awesome. And now you're just gonna tell me my deck's awesome, and I have to just listen to you and put chains on them. Like, who do you mm-hmm. think you are? And I, mm-hmm. I, I totally get that perspective, but. From my position, it was like, we cannot actually have a fun game. Like, your deck is way better than mine, and, and I'm aware of that, even if you aren't. And it, it just put us in a really awkward spot of having to negotiate from, I don't know, a kind of hostile... Like, the last thing I want to do is not see Tyler in forever and then be like, hey, Tyler, let's get in a feud over how we should play this. Right. Yeah, so... I don't know what yeah, the answer is, tricky. but I'm I, worried. It, it does seem like a tricky thing that um, will be sometimes not too big of an issue if you've played the deck a lot. But yeah, for fresh decks and or even just fresh opponents, yeah, it's gonna be real tricky. I think it's also gonna be really hard for say like two newer players to the game, and they both buy a deck. Neither of them knows what is going on, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be really hard to navigate, like, how whose deck is actually better by how much. Maybe you're just better than me and your deck's actually worse than mine, and I'm just bad at card games because I, like, it's just not what I do. It's not where my skill set is. I don't know. I, I think we should slowly back away from the topic now, but I don't have an answer. Okay. I don't either. Okay. Um, back to the happy fun times. Yeah. Uh, after finishing that event, John and I lost our minds, right? So I had three pins. Mm-hmm. He had four. And he's like, 
I got a plan. Let's just drive around Los Angeles until we can get more pins and complete our seven pin collection. Wow. And I was like, uh, okay, sure. I'm in. <laughs> so he's driving and I just called every store in LA till we found some stores that still had some decks. Thankfully, like we were on the highway. Then we turned it around to go the opposite direction to a store. And I called another store and they and they were like, we got everything. No one showed. Just come and you can have anything you want. And so we, you know, turned the car around again, went the other way on the highway, got to a store. We each got, you know, all the pins we needed and a couple more decks. So it was cool to complete the pin collection. Normally I, I don't care about pins, but for some reason, because there aren't alt arts and cool stuff, I was like, I want something cool from this game. Apparently it's going to be pins and a lanyard. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, was not there for the weekend, so I have zero pins and zero lanyard, but that's okay. You know what? You know what, Neil? I got an extra lanyard for you. I got you covered. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I know that's what you're hoping I was going to say. I got you, Neil. Oh, man. But I, I will say this. The pre-release that day was the most fun I've had in quite a while playing card games. Um yeah, it was kind of up there with like, but FFG is really good at that, at, at building that hype for a new game. Like mm-hmm. when Star Wars Destiny came out, I was really excited. When Game of Thrones 2.0 came out, I was really excited. And they're just so good at that. Yeah, they really are. Yep, so it was a fun day. I uh, got my decks. And then Thursday was the actual release. And Neil, we're going to the same place, aren't we? We are. We're finally going to uh, get to play Keyforge in person with each other. It's going to be uh, truly a clash of the titans. Maybe. The problem, Neil, is I don't have any good decks, and uh, I have 17 decks on the way, and they are arriving like Friday and Saturday. So a little bit sad, Neil. When you have 17 decks... You don't feel like you can go to the store and be like, I'll take five decks. So, no. I might buy a deck. I mean, I definitely want to support its game time, so I'll definitely buy a deck. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, but I don't, I don't know how many more from there. All right, Neil, so you talked about some of your decks. I'm going to talk about my two favorites that I have. First, I'm going to talk about the craziest one. This okay. is Tight Burst, uh, sorry, Tight Pursed Meatball Vetus. And this is Brobnar, Dis, and Sanctum. So this is a faction I would assume I would not love um, because it would be creature-heavy. But, Neil, check out this. This is the craziest deck you'll ever hear. This deck has four copies of Coward's End. (laughs) Do you know what that card does? Remind the listeners. Coward's End says, Kill all undamaged creatures take three chains so in a deck where you're going to be able to put out big brobnar guys that fight it is basically a one-sided board wipe because you can just put a little damage on all your brobnar guys and basically every single turn if i want i can coward's end and then reap for like three or four yeah that sounds pretty crazy I mean, I will have a hell of a lot of chains after that, but it might be worth uh, it. Yeah. Okay, so you thought that was crazy? Neil, okay. it also has five copies of another card. Five? Five. 
It has oh five God. copies of Terms of Redress, which is not a great card, but it does say capture two amber and put it on one of your guys. So if you try to get to seven against me, you will never, ever forge a key ever. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> I so, thought that my I thought my deck was crazy with three copies of the war chest, but ooh. five copies. <laughs> Yikes. That's that's something else. Yeah, it's actually not that good of a deck, but no. <laughs> it's the most consistent deck I've ever played in Keyforge. I know the cards I'm gonna get. It's just not uh the best deck. So that one's been fun. I've only gotten to play it once. It was against a really new player, and I slaughtered him because it was insane. Every time he played anything, I would just be like, oh, your guys are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it was humorous, if nothing else. Uh, my other deck that I'm going to talk about today is Flame Lucius, 10th Cycle Scrivener. And this is probably a deck you would like quite a bit. It is uh, Shadows Mars Dis. So it's got it's got a little of everything. It does have a bait-and-switch, uh, but other than that, there's almost no steel in the deck, which is really weird. That is weird. Yeah, it has um, Mac the Knife, which is a guy I like a lot. Um, he's the, the Shadows guy that you put him out and he counts as any faction, so that guy is pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some weird cards in it. Um, this is bad radio, but... Oh, it has treasure map. Do you know that card? Uh, vaguely. I I remember it seeming pretty cool. It's a really weird rare that says, um, basically, if you're willing to only play treasure map, you get four amber. Right. So it's tough because in Keyforge, you generally don't like cards like that that just you know don't allow you any hand changing, any mobility, but to just get four on a turn is pretty darn solid so it's yeah. it's got some decent stuff in shadows despite not having any steel and it has the weirdest card ever in this deck it has key of darkness which says play action forge a key at plus six amber to the current cost if your opponent has no amber forge a key at two instead at, at plus two instead which in a, in most shadows deck is kind of reasonable but in my deck that does not steal at all it is not super reasonable yeah, super cool card, but that does seem pretty hard to pull off with a deck like that. Yeah, it's just out of place. Uh, and then it has a bunch of other interesting stuff. Nothing too amazing. It has like one copy of Gateway to Disc to wipe the board. It has um, some interesting Mars stuff. It's got the guy that says deal two damage to a, a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, purge it when you fight or reap. And then it's got the other guy that lets you untap him. And so I was able to get in a situation where three turns in a row, I would just reap with him, untap him, reap with him again, and just wiped his board over and over. It was crazy. That is pretty crazy. So the deck's decent, but it's not, you know, it's not that top-tier Shadows deck. But it's it's pretty fun. It's It's not a bad deck. It's probably my best deck that I have. If there's an actual tournament on Thursday, I'll probably use it. Yeah. Okay. I want to set use that as a segue to um, FFG put out an organized play video that said some really important information and, in fact, was the whole reason why I was able to just 
tell everyone out there my decks because Neil, when you go to play someone in a tournament, you start by giving them your Archon card and going, here you go, here's all my stuff. Yeah, I think it's an interesting choice, but uh, if they're giving you the card list, I don't know, it feels reasonable to me to uh, have that just be a part of the game. Yeah, um, I don't. I personally don't know what to make of it. I, I put out uh, another episode eight point five where I went into great detail, so I'm not going to do that here. Um, but I will say, as a really competitive player, it's a big advantage. Like if you can just look at a list and understand everything about their deck and use that against them, it's going to be a huge advantage. Which I like that there's some way to kind of fix problems like your deck is better than mine but i'm better than you at determining win conditions so i can close that gap but at the same time i think it extends the gap by doing things like i was i was planning to bluff that my shadows deck has a bait and switch in it but now you see it does not so i cannot bluff that yeah i think that it just for me it just changes how you bluff uh in the game of thrones card game. They've changed it so that you have to do the same thing when you make the top 16 of worlds or something. You get five minutes to look at your opponent's giant deck list and see all of the cards they have, all of the cards they don't. And so the bluffing in that and I assume bluffing in this changes from you don't know whether or not I have this in my deck so you don't know how to play this turn to you don't know whether or not I have this in my hand or if I'm planning on using that card this next turn and you bluff that way you know that they know that you know that they know <laughs> that you have that card what i what i do like is it makes something like bait and switch even more powerful i think because now you can't just be like well maybe they don't have it and get lucky and then they don't have it they have it right and and every turn they have it now it went from maybe they have it in their hand to they have it in their hand because they're playing as if they do, and I can't just walk into it. And that's powerful. My, my worry is that by taking away that side of the bluffing, it means you have to have a good deck. You can't just walk into a tournament with a mid-level deck and say, I can bluff that this deck is better than it is. Everyone looks at your deck and goes, wow, no bait and switch, no board wipes. So all I got to do is have an explosive turn and litter the board with creatures and I win? Cool, I can do that. Yeah, that that is a little unfortunate and does, I think, put a floor on the sort of decks that you can bring to a serious tournament, for yeah. sure. But um, I don't know. I, I think the bluffing will still be real within the decks. Playing against Tyler today, we got to a turn towards the end of one of our games, and I said out loud to him, I was like, okay, I have two lines of play. If I zig... And you have a gateway to dis to wipe the board. I'm wrecked. I zag, and you have um, bait and switch. Yeah. I'm also I'm wrecked. So <laughs> I had to choose which one I thought he had, uh. and I chose poorly, and he won. <laughs> uh, which one did he have? Uh, I thought that he had gateway to disc because he had traded off some of his uh, board presence the last turn, mm. and I had a pretty decent board. Nice. He had bait and switch instead. Yeah, and then he lost. Yep. Yeah. Good old bait and switch. 
the destroyer of souls since 2018. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, there's something I wanted to say that I forgot what it was. That's all right. Uh, so one cool thing though, Neil is, is it's not like that for sealed events for sealed events. The mystery is still there. Um, and you just, you know, go about your business like normal. So I think that that's good that they they leave one avenue open for the mystery and one it's closed. I like it too. And you know what's best of all is that they are trying a little bit in their FFG way to be upfront about it, and hopefully we'll get clear tournament rules and regulations uh, before we see any two major of tournaments um, codifying all of that and just. You know, it's a game. There's got to be rules one way or another. So as long as they're clear about it before we start putting cards on the table, that's usually good enough for me. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed with FFG on this one. Um, I've never seen them be so on top of stuff so early that they're going to have this app supposedly at launch day. They've already made this video clarifying all kinds of stuff. Like they seem to be really on top of it where – their model in the past seems to have been like, we're going to put this game out, like our designers worked on that game, and now the people that are in charge of this other stuff, they're now going to start looking at it. Whereas it seems like this is happening much more in tandem. Yeah, it's definitely giving me hope. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Okay, uh, the other interesting announcement in that video was that when you buy a deck and you put it into the app, it will not tell you anything. It won't tell you this deck has four chains on it. It won't say, if you are playing with a friend casually, we recommend you put two chains on this, but it's up to you. It doesn't tell you anything. It's just a deck. And it's not until you take it to a tournament and have success when it starts being acknowledged as a successful deck and gaining chains. And then when you go to a big tournament, it actually sheds all of its chains and everyone gets to take their big busted deck and show up at the big tournament and, you know, knock each other around. Any thoughts on uh, this choice? Because they had a couple different directions they could go. What do you think? I think it's a reasonable place to start. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I think that it will be very cool to see your deck accumulate chains as you go and see how some players, I'm guessing, will be like, eh, now my deck has chains. I don't really want to keep playing it. You know, that's kind of annoying. Right. Or some players will be like, no, I want to see just how many chains I can get on this one deck in this season. Yeah, that's um, me. So I think that that's a really cool uh, sort of dichotomy and fun aspect to the game that they're introducing with the app. As far as it them shedding chains going to higher levels of play, I think that's probably okay because most players will be bringing, like you said, their busted decks that are all sitting at like four chains or however many people get up to. Um, I think it's going to make for a really interesting development too, right? If like like you said, there's a really good deck. I I would love to be the guy who's like, I got 26 chains on my deck. I start with two cards. Like That would be really fun and tough to pull off, and you would have to play the deck totally differently, right? And then oh, all yeah. these people get their hampered decks. 
They've been limping along. They go to the big event like, Booge, I am Superman once more. The kryptonite is off of me. Let's do this. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that that would be that'll be very cool to see. I do hope that as they collect tons and tons and tons of information through this app about how these decks are performing, that they'll be able to in certain extreme cases identify decks ahead of time to give you probably warning, not just slap the chains on but give warning like yeah. hey think this deck based on these this combination of cards even point out the combination of cards is probably going to be strong and you might consider some chains at least in casual play yeah that that's my hope as well i would love it if a new player two new players put their decks into the app and the app said nothing to one and gave a warning exactly like that to the other player and just basically was like, okay, you're going to slaughter your buddy here. You might not want to do that. I don't know but if they're going to have the programming capacity in this thing. I don't know. We'll see, but I'm really excited. I'm a stats guy, Neil. And mm-hmm. this, uh, from what they've said, the app is going to have all kinds of stats. Like you're going to be able to search for the, for the decks with the best win percentage, search for the decks with the most chains, it's going to be this really fun competition. Like It's one of those things where I'm planning on not taking this game ultra seriously because I've got a family, I've got children, it's the school year, I have a hard time doing it. But now I'm already get, getting sucked in where, I'm, where I want to be like, honey, honey, uh, every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, in fact, for the next eight months, i got to get some chains on these decks and get some wins in. <laughs> so I'm trying to resist that, Neil. I'm trying to resist. Yeah. You gotta resist. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna hit up some tournaments, but I still have Game of Thrones to scratch that itch. Uh, so I'm I'm not gonna take it too seriously. And I think that I'm probably gonna be more of the player, unless I find a deck that I really find fun, that is going to not stack chains on a single deck. That I'm going to try that deck for a tournament or two, switch to something else do a sealed even at a uh, regular tournament. I don't know. Mix it up. Do a sealed at a regular tournament. That sounds yeah. so Neil. <laughs> <laughs> you give the person your archon, you're like, what? what's in my deck again? I didn't really check. Can you Can you help me here? <laughs> what do you see that's good? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm really hoping on Thursday there's – I'm actually kind of hoping there's a little bit of a tournament. It was really fun just playing, but it'd be pretty cool to slap our decks in the app and be like, let's do it. Let, let's uh, let's get some stats in this app. I think that'd be fun. That would be fun. I kind of doubt that we'll do that, but uh, we can talk offline and, and see if people do want to organize that. Yeah, I think the cool thing is even if the store doesn't necessarily set it up, maybe we can just say, like, well, us eight people here want to – the other people want to play casual that's fine maybe who knows yeah all right neil well i think that is going to wrap up another edition of welcome to the crucible definitely stay tuned there will be an episode next week as we talk about what happens on thursday at our first event maybe there'll be a tournament maybe there won't be neil thanks so much for coming on and uh you can find me as always so much for having oh go ahead ah 
I was just saying thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and I'm really excited for Thursday for the official release and to uh, start seeing all of these cool decks from everyone entering the Crucible. Yeah, if you have a cool deck, uh, put it in the comments below. There, there's really no reason not to share decks. I was actually going to find my best two decks or so and not share them with the world and just kind of keep them as, like, my special surprise deck, but there's no such thing as a special surprise deck. So go ahead and share with us whatever you think your best deck is. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Tiny Grimes Games, I think, on Twitter. Uh, Tiny Grimes on Twitch. I'm definitely going to be streaming some Keyforge. Now I got my own decks. Everything's different. It's a whole new world. And we'll see you next time.